You're listening to the Start Today podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Mike. And you're listening to episode 11. On summer travel and the lessons we didn't expect to learn. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back. Welcome back. Episode 11. Are we over the hump yet? I hear there's a hump. We already talked about this. It's the uh, 13 episode. Oh, was that last time? We've got two more. Oh, see. Yeah, yeah. We're never going to make it if I can't remember the things we talked about. What if I could write 13 on the wall and then you'll know? Yeah. (laughs) You should do that. And then like when you hit episode 14, what does that mean though? Uh, like you're 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 gonna be like a <laughs> podcast superhero or something. <laughs> I think so. I think sponsors come out of the woodwork. Oh, they do. Is that that's that <laughs> dang? That's how it works. You just have to once you get there, people start calling you and saying like, "Oh, you know, I'd love to pay you tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars to keep doing what you're doing for fun on the weekend." Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, Look, like man, we could, realize how serious you are. Could, it's time to <laughs> to make your hobby a reality, dude. Good for us. We're like we're we're knocking at the door of fame and fortune. Yeah, that's amazing. Congratulations. So, tip <laughs> to everyone listening: don't give up on your dreams. Don't, don't give up on your dreams. You can One, fly like an eagle soaring yeah, somewhere. You too can record thirteen episodes of a podcast and yeah. be a millionaire. That's I'm gonna write a book on that: how to record thirteen episodes of a podcast and be a millionaire. Yeah, I'm done. And then I'm going to quit and retire. Uh, I'm not going to move to Florida. We'll talk about that. Are you going to take a percentage <laughs> of everyone else's? No, know? that's that's like a Ponzi or not a Ponzi scheme, a pyramid scheme. I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not going to do a pyramid. Scheme. God, not that. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Actually, if I was going to start a pyramid scheme, I would just start a legitimate Ponzi scheme. Like you just make money faster. It's like it's unethical and illegal. Like pyramid schemes, just like don't get caught doing it. Yeah, yeah. They like you know they start out like it's legal or whatever. But we like no, it, it's it's super shady. Um, so yeah, that I'm just I'm feeling I'm feeling like a retired boomer, ready to settle into the villages in Central Florida and uh, and live yeah. in the pool all day. That's how I feel right now. Get it's that. a good. It's a good feeling, man. Get that late onset skin cancer. Oh uh, no, 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 no! Tanning. No, no skin cancer. You wear sunscreen. Oh. <laughs> you know. The <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. This could, could go into all kinds of weird directions. Yes, if it I could. Just kept talking. I know where that, you're going to go. So. Don't go there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, welcome back. We speaking of Central Florida. Um, we just came back from some trips, and I actually did go to Central Florida. You did. I did. It was swampy. What is a swamp? Have you ever been outside in the morning at 6 a.m. and it's not necessarily hot, but you walk outside and you can't breathe and it feels like you're in a sauna and you just instantly start sweating like your guts out? But it's not, but it's not like. I've had that happen in Arizona where you wake up at six or five in the morning to go wakeboarding and it's like already a hundred degrees outside. It was like not hot and it still happened. That's what Florida was like. Yeah. You just well, sweat all day. It's amazing. I didn't know I could sweat that much. That's how I Atlanta probably lost was. like 20 pounds in water weight. That's awesome. It, it was so you something drink more water. Yeah. I mean, and then you drink more water and you just gain it all back. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a sticky situation. It was, <laughs> That's how Atlanta was. Oh, hot Atlanta. Yeah, you, you went to Hot Atlanta. I forgot. That's yeah. I don't know how people live in the South. I really don't. I don't know, but they all have beautiful skin. So I guess you got to come over oh, with something, dude. That is, I like. I don't moisturize my skin anyway, but 
I'm serious. Like my hands you are probably usually. Should. I probably should. My hands are usually like pretty cracked and dry. Like I've nice. never <laughs> felt my skin be so moisturized ever in my life. It was sort of. It was kind of weird. It's nice, but dude. it was nice. Yeah. So I was. I'm in, the opposite. Yeah. If I because I wash my hands probably like ten times a day. Yes. And I put lotion on every single time I wash my hands. You just want to keep them fresh. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to crack. Yeah. <laughs> so I <laughs> was. Know? Yeah. So I was in. I was in Orlando. Where were you? I was in Minneapolis. Little little trick right there. I wasn't in Atlanta. No, you weren't in that Atlanta. Was not this before. time. Yeah. yeah this I time you were. You were. Uh, you were checking out lighthouses far away from the coast. Yeah, actually, I wasn't. I was in Minneapolis most of the time, but we did take a, a trip up north to Duluth, uh, Minnesota. How'd you like Duluth? I think if there were a home for me in Minnesota, which there isn't, <laughs> it would be in Duluth. Do I, so I don't know a lot about Minnesota. Um, I do know that it's cold a lot, but I assume yeah. that in the in the bright spot of the summer july august it's probably pretty gorgeous up there yeah it is it's very it's very um just mild it'd be mild for california i think yeah in the 70s that's, maybe the 80s maybe. that's really really mild yeah and then when you're dealing with up north i don't know it's just kind of like a weird weird weather because it looked like it might be cold, and it even started raining at one point, but it uh -huh. really wasn't cold, and it was very brief. Nice. But it wasn't like a monsoon or anything. It was just, I don't know, it, it, it's hard to describe, but being on um, Lake Superior, where Duluth is, and it's a college town, so it's like kind of happening. Duluth is a college town? Yeah, what, it what is. What schools are? Uh, it's one of the University of Minnesota. Okay. Gotcha. At Duluth. Nice. So... So there's a lot going on, a lot of cool restaurants and stuff. Or? Yeah, there's yeah some restaurants, some bars, um, the lighthouses, which is the thing about lighthouses is that it's not really a destination per se. It's just something cool for someone like me who's not really inspired by anything to like. It's almost like a gimmick for me. Like, okay. where has lighthouses? Like, probably pretty cool places. It'd be cool to check those places out. So. <laughs> It'll just be like a reason to draw me in, you know? Interesting. Yeah, one of the things that always blows me away about the Great Lakes, and I'm sort of, I'm near them often because my family lives in Buffalo, New York, which is literally situated on Lake Erie and 25 minutes away or less, really, is Lake Ontario. It's just how freaking big they are. Like if you... They're oceans. Yeah, yeah. They if really you, are seas, yeah, really. Yeah, if you... Like, there are, there's a, there's a, uh, it's not a freeway. They call it a throughway in Buffalo, but there's a, the, the, the throughway, the throughway is the throughway. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't even catch that. Oh, uh, no. I mixed up throughway and freeway, and we got, imagine if we, we were live. that. Imagine. They might have had to bleep that out. Jeez. Yeah. Um, anyway, so you're driving on the road, and like, if you on get what? off. On the through way. Oh, okay. And um, if you, it, like, there's an there, if you get off and just look at the at the lake, it you can't see the other side. Like, it looks like a giant ocean. 
Yeah. And the currents are insane. I mean, like you see the currents coming into the canals and stuff, and it's like, it it, it is. Well, they have the Coast Guard. On yeah, these lakes. it is it's literally ocean size. Ships sink on them, like ship ships, yeah. not fishing boats. We're talking about ocean liners that come from China, like the ones you yeah, see yeah. in the ocean. In the ocean. Uh, so there's a in Lake Michigan for sure, and in Lake Superior, there are actual uh, surfing towns. People surf like they, they're actually like there, there are storms know. that generate waves that are big enough to create like not just surf that you can actually ride, but like enough to create an entire community around surfing in like areas like. Uh, north of Chicago, and there's a bunch around uh, around wow. Lake Superior. Yeah, that's it's, cool. There's some crazy video. If you if you go to YouTube and you like, and you YouTube Lake Superior surfing, you'll be blown away by like how ocean like it is. It's yeah. like big scary waves sometimes. Yeah, I mean ships it's, do sink. They have you know there's there's even I forgot which Great Lake. It might be Lake Superior just because of the the size of it. But I remember seeing a like a mystery show on discovery and they have their own version of, of a Bermuda triangle there. Like, no way. that's awesome. Yeah. That there's like folklore around ships sinking and not being able to find them. And that is all kinds of stuff. Totally cool. And that's yeah. all at the same time. So, uh, did you have a, what would you say? Good trip, bad trip. I did have a good trip overall and I was really excited. We, so we went up North to Duluth and so if, if you like passports, man. If you like passports. If we were a uh, bigger show, we'd probably just start over. <laughs> if you like lighthouses, like I do, which is <laughs> not likely. Can, can we take a picture of your, uh, of your lighthouse passport? Yeah. Okay. So everyone who has traveled has a passport. This is the same thing except it's for lighthouses. And when I get a stamp... <laughs> Do you stamp it yourself? No, you pay them like a buck and they'll stamp it for you. Who's they? Like there are people... The lady at the counter. There are people posted up at lighthouses everywhere in America that just stamp a passport? Well, they're like museums. Oh, each lighthouse has a museum. Yeah, so it's... I've not been to very many lighthouses, so... It's I under have. the United States Lighthouse Society. So there's more lighthouses in the United States then you can get a stamp because it has to be part of their society. Gotcha. So if they have, if they're part of the society, they'll stamp your passport. Yeah, because they have gift shops. They all have like things like little. This magnets. sounds like something that a twelve-year-old girl would think is really cool. Yes, <laughs> this is my equivalent to collecting stamps yeah. or coins or whatever postcards or state magnets that you put up on your fridge to let everyone know that you visited 48. At least it's a little less like over, like you could, it's a little passport you can just keep in a, in a backpack or something. Yeah. It's a real passport. Yeah, so yeah. It, it, it's the lighthouse society. You buy the passport. And then when you go to new places, it is literally a passport with stamps in it. How many stamps do you have? So I have three now. <laughs> <laughs> As you three. can imagine, there's not like, Lighthouses everywhere. So no. you I've have been to, to almost to three lighthouses. I don't know that you'd get a stamp for them, but I've been there. Yeah, they're really cool. So we went to uh, Split Rock Lighthouse, and we also went to Two Harbors Lighthouse. And, and these they, are all on Lake Superior? Lake Superior within probably 40 minutes of each other. Okay. Um, 
So that was just, it, it's just interesting to get out there and to see this lake and you're driving next to it and you're like, what makes it a lake? But then when you get to, you know, like you're at the lighthouse and you kind of walk out onto the beach, you're like, oh, it just looks, it doesn't look like an ocean when you're sitting, you feel like you're on a lake, except, I don't know, it's just like when you're at thing. the water. When you're I at mean, the you water, you're feel, like, like oh, the ocean, yeah. oceans and lake feel, feel like they feel different. They do feel them. different. When you're like on the shores of them and you're splashing, like you're watching the water come and go or whatever. Yeah. Like, but if, if you're thinking about the magnitude and the job, like the, how we've developed, you know, industry around them, they're essentially the same. Like people in Lake Superior in these port cities, like that was at least at one time, that's how these people made their, uh, that's how these towns survived. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's how major town, yeah. Wa- I mean, water is an easy yeah. connector between, you know. And you can hit all these, and there's a, I learned a lot too about the cities that are on these lakes. I don't know, like if you think of Milwaukee, I I didn't know what Milwaukee was ever. Wisconsin, by the way, not Milwaukee, but Wisconsin is just on the other side of Duluth on Lake Superior. Like you okay. can look at Wisconsin from Duluth. Gotcha. And you're just thinking like, wow, there's a lot of major cities that are sitting on this. Detroit is another one. Detroit's almost Canada. Yeah. Separated by, I, I don't know which Great Lake, but it's basically lakefront property that's why it's so sad that Detroit is what it is because these cities are crime-ridden when really people should be flocking to them. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very similar. I mean, going back to Buffalo, it's very similar in Buffalo because you're right on the shore of Lake Erie. On the other side of the canal, because the, the lake feeds into this canal that becomes the Niagara River, which goes right to Niagara Falls, Yeah. Um, which is you know 20 minutes from downtown Buffalo. Um, but literally on the other side of the canal is Canada. Like right. you could hit a golf ball to Canada without even trying that hard. Yeah, from Buffalo. Yeah. Um, so it's really a it's a real border town. Like you're literally on the border of the U.S. and Canada. Right. And it's, I think Detroit, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, all these, um, Chicago. Yeah, all these big old towns on the lakes. There, a lot of them were just built. Is in, Pittsburgh on the water too? It's not on the water, but it's in like that general area. I think it's yeah. on a river. Um, oh, okay. It's on a river, but um, they were they're, they're old factory towns, right? And so once the factory industry sort of went away, they've had to either die or reinvent themselves. And Buffalo's in the process of reinventing reinventing itself, and it's it's doing a pretty good job, quite frankly. They're, they How do you reinvent reinvent yourself from possibly hundreds of years of one thing? It's not easy. Um, in Buffalo, uh, you, I mean, you gentrify things. You take old, run-down neighborhoods and that, that are... Is that what gentrification actually means? I thought it meant push poor people out and then... That's a, that's a consequence of gentrification. Oh, it's not the actual... Um, yeah, what happens, like, I mean, you, you see it in, in L.A., you see it. But in Buffalo, like, you know, you take, you take old... Uh, you take these old industrial warehouses that were factories once that no one's using, and the space is cheap because they've been vacant for so long, and someone builds like, builds like a whiskey distillery, and then somebody builds like a brewery, and then someone Both of those builds coffee, are huge sh- coffee in shops, Minneapolis. and then somebody starts 
making their own textiles because they have factories, right? So they build a textile factory. And now all of a sudden, you've got a little economy going. Yeah. And in a small blue-collar town, you know, a couple breweries, a couple whiskey distilleries, a couple restaurants, a couple coffee shops, it goes a long way. Um, and especially when you already have neighborhoods that are like art driven, these, the, these mm. places where the, the, a lot of this has happened isn't necessarily, um, was they, they weren't residential. So there's not, there's not kicking a lot of people out cause they were just, they're, they're vacant. They're Actually they, it invites them in, right? Cause yeah, there's it, lots. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, lofts, they, yeah me. There are lofts and there's squares now with food and like, so so you've you've taken something that was essentially empty and you've built something that that people flock to and create little communities around. So yeah, it's worked that way there well. So you would think, um, I mean, Chicago is a much bigger city, but that's that's just sort of how it's happening there, uh, which is really interesting. I think yeah. actually, and and the stuff coming out is good. Like the quality is good. Yeah, in Minneapolis is has become. Or I don't know what it was before. I shouldn't talk like that. I'm not an expert. You're not an expert on Minneapolis? No. But what I do know is that they love their microbrews there, and they love their distilleries there, which it was really surprising. Now, I don't know how the, the quality has been, especially in the microbrew department. I don't know how the quality has been compared to, like, San Diego County microbrew or Portland microbrew. But it, it's like a serious thing for those people over there. It's it's I I've noticed um, that it's picking up quite a bit. Yeah, um, I will. I mean, since this isn't, we're talking about learning lessons and traveling. So this is a a lesson I learned a, a long time ago, which was um, a couple years ago. I was traveling in New Orleans, and I ended up in Mississippi for a day, and randomly met a guy who did you did the the river take you there or did you no, get no, no. swept we, away no 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 we tra- oh, you <laughs> i was with friends and i drove oh okay. um and so uh randomly met a guy who started a brewery and um like was he was good at what he was doing but he was also smart about where he was doing it. So he wasn't trying to com- compete with San Diego, Orange County, even LA. Like he had no interest in the West Coast because it's so saturated. Um, he was building his brand and his beer for the people in his community, which I think I, I think is happening across America. I think it's becoming very popular. So like, yeah. And, and I mean, what people are interested in and how they consume food and drink in the North is different than the South and there's different from the Midwest and the East Coast and the West Coast. Um, so um, they're probably, like uh, uh, Buffalo, again, I, I have a lot on Buffalo because I spent a ton of time there because my entire family lives there. So um, Yeah. And I used to spend all my summers there, and now as an adult, I, you know, I've been there th- three times in the last three and a half years. So, um, But it, it's sort of the same thing. You know, they're making their they're making food and drink for the people who are there, not necessarily so that they can sell it at a bar in Southern California. Right. Which totally changes your perspective on business and it, it changes how you do business and how you grow your business. Because So for instance, the guy in the South, he's like, I'm brewing beer for people who watch football games all day Saturday. 
So I can't make a strong double IPA that you'd make in San Diego and sip and enjoy in the afternoon. These people are going to drink six beers while they watch football. If I make a 9% double IPA, they're going to fall over after two. Right. <laughs> I need to be brewing like, I need like to be a brewing four and beer. A half or yeah, five four, beer. exactly. He and so he he would brew interesting tasting pales and darks, um, porters and stouts, and they would have they would have local flavors in them. So he would do like a sweet potato wheat, hmm. like a, uh, so it would have like hints of sweet potato and cinnamon in, in yeah. his wheat. So like all that that kind of interest. I don't know. Um, I I would just assume that in in Minnesota they're kind of like doing the same thing, like catering. To the local population, and yeah, but there's a lot of breweries. There's they're yeah. everywhere, and the one I went to, and it wasn't this time. It was last time I was there, which was last summer. Was uh, one called Surly, I think it's S U R L E Y, and it and it, is it brew pubs that are, or there's there's a name for it where they're basically restaurants with yeah, their sure, own beer. Sure, call it a brew pub. We, yeah, like it. Now like, we'll know what you're talking about if that's not what it's called. Yeah, and it's good, and the food is all you know. It's going to be good, and they do beer tours. Like, it's a good time, and and it's like a local. I'm sure the locals would say, "Well, no, we actually really like this one." But what I noticed was Surly was like a big hitter for out there. Um, kind of the, like a Stone would be here. Like Stone, exactly. And they've started doing that with, I think, gins and whiskeys, too. But the thing is, is like, are you going to go whiskey tasting? You're going to you know, drink and drive and kill someone well, or something. Well, I don't know. I've not been to uh, Kentucky, but I heard I was at, at work this week. Someone was there. I, I don't know this person, but I was sitting next to a table, and I was like eavesdropping on their conversation because they were talking loudly and they were that that's literally they were like they were taking a week to go to Kentucky literally for the purpose of doing like distillery tours so oh. I guess you can do that I don't I've never been there to do that and I've never actually yeah. done that so but anyway you can you can go and do that apparently I think it's cool though yeah totally um so so you dug your lighthouses yeah, that was so much fun, and I just think it's amazing what lighthouses do. I mean, it's it's such a simple function. Like as a metaphor, or like as like a literal, like they send out this light, or both, both. Okay. Well, the actual just upkeep of those things, you know, you start reading the stories of these people. They're generally like in remote areas or small towns, like small yeah. places that aren't, you know, happening really. Yeah, some of them are out in the water. Because there's the way that these, you know, sometimes you need a lighthouse out in the water too. Yeah, that makes sense. Because they're like you have to live out there. shallow rock formations and stuff. Yeah, and then you got to try and have a family while you do that, and you got to try and I, I, it just seems crazy. It, it just reminds me of almost um, I don't know if I heard someone say that, but say this, but you know, in The Shining, when Jack Nicholson was just going to go be the the caretaker while he's writing the book. Um, I haven't seen The Shining. Oh, dude. I'm going to let you borrow it. Okay. It is wild. But anyways, it's like remote living. You're stuck there, you know, dealing with the psychological effects of that, let alone anything else, just the actual day-to-day functions. They're just cool things. Yeah. And that's gnarly. They are a strong metaphor. Yeah. I mean, you can draw a whole lot of, like, metaphor from lighthouses, right? Yeah. 
and generally they're in cool places that you want to see. Like I would have loved to have taken a half day boat and gone fishing because they have those fishing tours. But you know, I was on. That would have been awesome. Yeah, I think so too. Lake Superior. Is it like deep sea fishing? Basically, yeah. And we saw one guy who had taken. Um, I guess as part of the package, you go catch the fish on his boat, come back in, he'll cut it up for you. So you're leaving with just the steaks of fish. Nice. Yeah. What what kind of fish? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, he said it at the time because he was like just docked. Yeah, you know, he was right like, oh, this is what we caught out there, blah, 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 well, blah. Well, people were watching him cut the fish up. It was like a like a show almost. And he was talking about what people were catching out there, but they were like meal-sized fish. Like it wasn't, these yeah. are keepers, <laughs> you know? It wasn't a 10-inch rainbow trout. No, we're talking about, you know. These were keepers. These were keepers. <laughs> and the drive, the scenic drive was awesome. Such a, Minnesota's a beautiful state. Yeah. Um, I've only ever flown into Minnesota. I've never actually like spent any time there. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful place. Yeah. And then Prince is from there. That's kind of like a gimmick for the city. Like everywhere you go, Prince there's something. is from Minnesota? Yeah, he's from Minneapolis. And they, they really like that. Oh, everywhere you go, there's something that has to do with Prince there. That's weird. Like, oh, Prince ate a ate a sandwich from here once, you know, or like <laughs> some, just stuff. And here's his picture with smiling with a sandwich and he signed it for us. Yeah. It's, it's all that kind of stuff. A, isn't it interesting how I think I, I think this is true in in the United States. Maybe it's true outside the United States, but like that people hang their hat on that sort of like that bit of celebrity so strongly. Like the, what's your claim to fl- Oh, this, you know, Derek Jeter's from our town or LeBron James is from our town or Kobe Bryant right. is from our whatever. Uh, and you're just like, okay, I, I don't understand. Like, as a, and maybe, and maybe that's like a West Coast thing to not care, because apparently, like, people think we, you know, they think that we like shower with celebrities all the time, <laughs> or whatever. Like, oh, you know, when you go to the bathroom, does like Michael Jordan walk in and help? Like, right? <laughs> it just, like, you're on a roll today. Yeah, I just <laughs> <laughs> threesomes and Michael Jordan <laughs> helping you pee. Just, just welcome to L.A. No, no, to just think like <laughs> I, I use that as a ridiculous example because people think that like people are so ridiculous about how like oh oh you live near L.A. Oh, I bet like everywhere you go there are celebrities, and it's like I don't know. Sometimes like maybe there are, maybe there aren't. I don't really care. Like if I saw a celebrity not in, in a least. restaurant, I'm not gonna I'm gonna per- go on with my life as if they weren't sitting there. I don't care. Like you and say so, thank you for hey, I dug your movie and you keep I moving. don't even know that I'd say that. I don't even care. Like you made a movie, congratulations. Um like if it's somebody I really respected and loved or was like revered, maybe maybe I would say something. But he, actually, I think I'm even less likely to say something then, because like I just feel like an idiot. Would but you my, do a tip of the hat? Hello. <laughs> no. I recognize you. I'm Hello. not. My 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 uh, wife will thank me for this. I'm not going to do my British accent because it's awful. Is it worse than what I just did? Yeah, way oh, worse. Wow. But I'll do it for you afterwards. Um, but uh, haha, I get to hear it. But but I don't know. I think it's weird that I think it's weird that cities and towns 
are really excited that a celebrity came from their city and town. I think that's strange. But if it's if it's a place like Minneapolis, Minneapolis is a big city. It's a big city. I mean, we're but not you don't really know that unless you go to it. Yeah, we're not like talking why else would you go there? I don't know. We're not talking about like little small town Illinois. Like yeah. I guess if you live in the middle of nowhere in Illinois, like that's really cool that someone came from your your town. I was I was on an airplane with some lady going to Champaign, Illinois. I have no idea where Champaign, Illinois is. I don't really care where Champaign, Illinois is. I know that it's two hours south of Chicago. So it's mm. probably freaking in the middle of nowhere, right. and there's probably like 500 people there. I, I like, I, I get it. Like, there's there's no one in this town, and someone made it out and became famous, and everyone thinks that's cool. Like, I don't get it anywhere. I, I don't I, I, like in a big city like Minneapolis. I don't get it. Like anyway, yeah. I can end my rants about that. <laughs> <laughs> I just well, don't get it. <laughs> well, um, I think we should talk about your trip to Florida. Okay. Because some things happened. Yeah. Uh, my trip to Florida was cool. I um, I was there for work, but um, I did a lot of other things other than work. So I did some work and then I did other things. But um, uh, Florida was interesting. I, I, I The last time I was in Florida, I was eight. I'm 35 now, so it's been a while. It's been a couple years, you could say. The only thing That's I remember good. remotely, like, okay, do you have... Do you have this thing where, like, you don't remember if you remember something based on the photos and family videos or if you remember it on you actually being there? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I remember things about Florida. And I remember a couple things that aren't on video when I was eight. But most of what I remember is probably on video. That's probably how I remember it. It's a family right. video, right? So I was there. We did a family trip to Disney World when I was, like, eight and the thing i remember most is gator world gator world gator world straight up so they have do you know what have you heard of gator world before no but for i you, heard for you and everyone else Go ahead. yeah gator world is this sounds sketchy small zoo for lack of better like description with a giant freaking pond in the middle that's just chock full of alligators and they like they have little. Did they get a hold of a little kid recently? No, I don't. Oh, uh, they might have. It's possible. I heard some about that. Um, yeah. So, what they do is they got these swamp people, and I mean like southern swamp folk, who like s- the 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 snake charmers, like yeah. those people. Uh, not quite. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, though. Yeah, I think uh, yes, yeah, a snake charmer with a straw hat on and overalls and no shirt. That's like, you know, three, that's like overweight. Um, so so they, they string like five to six feet over the top of the pond, whole chickens, raw whole chickens, like from the store. Oh, so they're okay. like killed and skinned. They're not like right. live chickens. No feathers. Just like, <laughs> it looks like you could cook this thing for dinner. And they string it up over the pond and they just start going like, they just start yelling at the alligators. Here, gator, gator, gator. And all the alligators jump up and eat the chickens. All right, wow. that's that's what I remember from my last trip to Florida. Um, so this trip was very uh, intentional. My my boss um, has 
a love and passion and a business built around Disney and Walt Disney and mostly Disneyland, but a little bit of Disney World. And so he's been to Disney World a million times and he, he wanted to do like a work trip to Disney World. And so um, it just so happens that the national conference we go to every year is in Orlando this year. So we're like, hey, we can go to our conference and we can let you take us around Disney World. Yeah. So, um, so that's kind of what we were doing there. So one of the things that, I mean, there's so much to talk about about Disneyland and Disney World because it, it's kind of cool. It's kind of amazing. It's huge. Um, and it's a lot like Disneyland and nothing like Disneyland all at the same time. Yeah, because you even put up a picture and it was the castle. I said, dude, that looks like twice or three times the size or something. It's, and you're it's like, literally, no, it is. It's three times the size. Yeah. So I mean, one, way, obvious. one way to think about that is my hotel, um, well, I'll get into more describing that in a minute, but my hotel was five miles away. I was at an Epcot hotel. Um, my hotel was five miles away from Disney World. Like, over the swamp, like from my room over the swamp, you could see five miles, and all you could see at Disney World was the castle from five miles away. Where at Disneyland, wow. if you were five miles away in the air, you probably wouldn't even see the castle. You might see Matterhorn. Right. Um, you, but you'd see some stuff at DCA, the tower, the Guardians, now Guardians of God, but you wouldn't right. see the castle. So um, it's kind of different that way. My first impression of Florida was like you fly in off the Gulf. I did anyway flying off the Gulf and you come across Central Florida and uh, the airport is south of downtown Orlando and downtown Orlando is not that big. It's like maybe two downtown Riversides, not a huge city. Yeah. And you just start looking around and my first thought was, what would be here if like they didn't build Disney World here in 1960, starting in the 60s, um, 66. Like, um, so well, not long after Disneyland, actually. Not long. Disneyland um, had to really be a success for them to... Yes. That, so when Disneyland was 10 years old, they started planning Disney World. That's one way to think about it. Um, so the, the interesting thing about Orlando and Disney World is... Walt Disney didn't want to build another amusement park. And what's funny is Disney World is really four amusement parks and 32 hotels. Um, so that's one way to think of the scale difference. Uh, yeah. The, the, the amount of land they have in Anaheim, I think, is a, like 330-something acres total. Which sounds like a lot. It's not. It's not Disneyland a lot. is not that big. No. Disney World, this, inclu doesn't inclu this includes the parks, but isn't the parks themselves. Disney World land is 27,484 acres. So Disney World is literally two times the size of New York City. Man. And most of it is just un not, uh, untouched swampland, most of it. Do they, it's like a reserve for them? No, it's just there, and they haven't done anything with it yet. Well, that's what I mean. Like, it's available for them at yeah. a future date. Oh, so if this they decide. Is, yes, this is super interesting, actually. Um, Disney World is its own city. It's its own city. Bay actually, Lake and like Lake legally. Buena Vista are legally their own city. Legally. And huh. they have so much freedom 
to control what they do there. They, they literally don't, like they can build their own structures and they don't even have to build them to like the, the to code for the, like the state. They literally it probably have, exceeds it they, it, it does, but they literally have sole control over that property. They don't have to like, they, they own, wow. they are their own city. They have their own fire departments like the fire department, there's so many stories to tell. The fire department is the Reedy Creek Improvement District Fire Department. When they were originally buying all the property in Florida, um, Walt Disney couldn't tell the world that he was buying the property because whatever the price was, it would have soared, right? They wanted to get it for cheap. Right. So they built all these dummy corporations to buy up this land. Like, so you weren't selling it to Walt Disney. You were selling it to the Reedy Creek Improvement District. The fire department is the Reedy Creek Improvement District Fire Department at Disney World. Um, and the, it's kind of a weird question, but these are firemen who yeah, go they're to actually, academies. Yes, they they're, have Yes, and they're actual firemen, and, retirement, and all that stuff, but they really work for the Disney Corporation. Wow. They don't work for the state. They work for the city, probably of Lake Buena Vista. Yeah, uh, which is the city they own. So um, interesting. So the scale and scope of Disney World is hard to communicate to people who have only ever been to Disneyland because it's so much bigger. It's insane. So um, if you're thinking of Disneyland, right? Um, think about Disneyland before DCA. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you would park right in front of the park, right? Right. So for all of the parks, that's true. Um, for Hollywood Studios, for Epcot, for Animal Kingdom. You literally park like, you know, think the San Diego Zoo. You park and you just walk in. Yeah. Um, at, at Magic Kingdom, because it's so, the way they had to build it, there's, this, there's like Magic Kingdom, right? And then in front of Magic Kingdom is a lake. And around that lake is a monorail and three massive hotels. On the other side of that lake is the parking lot. So to get to the front of the Magic Kingdom, they don't call it the Magic Kingdom. Like Disney people would shoot me for that. It's just Magic Kingdom. So to to get to the front of Magic Kingdom, you park so far away, you can't even see the park yet. Like you're too far. You can't see Disney World or Magic Kingdom from the Magic Kingdom parking lot. You have to get on a ferry boat or a monorail and go there. And when you get there, wow. like what's in front of it is a lake. So it, it's, hard to, it's hard to describe how big it is. And that's just Magic Kingdom. I mean, Epcot is this whole other thing with a lake off to the side and hotels and the World Showcase. Is there like a reason why they're separate and not one giant park? Yes. Um, they're all themed differently. So Epcot was... So, so Epcot was what Walt Disney was really doing in Orlando, in Central Florida. Walt Disney... So a lot of people think that Disney is like, you know, oh, there's the cute cartoons, whatever. We love them or we hate them. Our kids love them, probably. Um, And then there's Disneyland, which is like an amusement park or a theme park, and people either love it or hate it. Um, Walt Disney wasn't really excited about the theme park industry after doing a theme park for 10 years. Uh-huh. Walt Disney was building a city. Um, he was super interested in urban planning. And if you hmm. think about the design of Disneyland, Disneyland is designed um, extremely intentionally 
for like based off someone's model of urban design, which is a, what they call a radial model, a circular model. So one way is to think about this is everybody enters Disneyland at the same spot, right? You walk down Main Street, and when you get to Main Street, you get to the circle. It's a, like a spoken wheel sort of model if you look mm -hmm. at it from above. Right. And from there, there, there are different places you can go, and there are different things that draw your attention to whichever land you want to go to. Um, and so Disney built Disneyland that way because he was already thinking about urban planning and urban design. Epcot was supposed to be what Disney wanted to do, which was to build a city. Yeah. Can um, I ask? I, I, have a, I have a question about that. Yeah. So when you're thinking about Disneyland, you park, you do your thing, you get to the entrances, and you're on Main Street. There's like a fire department there. There's that square that you're talking about. It's really yeah, like yeah, a yeah. roundabout. Do you think, because for us, that's like nostalgic. It yes. feels like small town. It, that, it, and it it's feels, supposed to. It's, that was extremely intentional. But had that been built now, nostalgic wasn't nostalgic yet because it was just in current times. Sure, so you would it build would it, look you, modern I think it, us. I think if you were to build Disneyland now and build a nostalgic town, you would build a Main Street of 1955. So, I mean, it would look the same. Well, no, because the main street that there is supposed to be the main street of 1900. It's supposed to be turned of the oh, century. Oh, okay. I hence see the, the horse and Hence the horse and carriage and the 19th century, like, like cars that drive around Main Street. Yeah, Main Street as it is there at Disneyland is supposed to be a turn of the century town. Okay. Um, that makes sense. So if actually. you were to build a nostalgic town for most of us, and our parents even more so, I think, you would build a the you would build Main Street of nineteen fifty five. Yeah. So um, it wasn't modern when it was being built. It was no, nostalgic it was then. it was literally supposed to be nostalgic. Yeah. Okay. Cause that's part of like that's part of the vision of keeping one foot in the past and one foot in the future, right? So you're in this nostalgic town, you go down to the central hub at Disneyland, you make a right and all of a sudden you're in Tomorrowland. Yeah. You're in the land of tomorrow. Um so, which was their projection of what they thought the future 1984 would, be. would look like? Yes, their projection <laughs> of 1984, right? Which now is many, many, many years in the past. So, how does that relate to um, to Orlando? So they have a lot of the same parks or themed. They have a, areas. so so Epcot was supposed to be the city, and if you go to Disney World, they actually in Magic Kingdom. Um, they have the two-scale model that was built of the city that Walt wanted to build. He wanted to build a city that would work for people so you could live and work in the same area. Uh, it was a city that wasn't dependent on the automobile, a city that was uh, uh, I'm dependent okay on, on people walking, on bicycles, on public transportation, um, a city that was... Uh, his, his vision was to bring in companies um, like Apple and Google, let's say that didn't exist back then, but like to work together to build something better rather than just competing. Mm. Uh, and in his world, like Ford and Chevy would have done R&D together in the city to build something even better. Right. Um, so it was, about, it was about sort of like moving commerce out of competition and moving it toward something, something that would work, um, about working together to make things and make like commerce better was um, he just in the in bio stuff 
Because once you start having those types of plans, you kind of are getting into a political discussion. Like, was he a communist or was he... You know what I'm saying? Like, um, So there's a PBS special on Walt Disney that I watched that some people out there may have watched also. Um, he was not a communist at all. He, he thought unions were communist. He actually, like... In, during the Red Scare, was he called some of his own artists communists for trying to unionize? Oh, okay. So, and he testified against them in court, against them um, as communists. So, yeah. So he was not communist at all. Um, but I think what's interesting about Walt Disney is um, his ability to to take what he was interested in and change the world. Um, and, and in a way that most of us can't, I mean, Disneyland for better or worse, uh, changed the entire scope and scape of Southern California. Um, all of a sudden, if you lived in LA, you were using your car to drive to Anaheim for family vacation. That, m that made the five a major thoroughfare. I mean, they were already starting to build the five freeways south through Orange County, but it didn't really, it didn't exist yet when they started building Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it, it, it changed the way we, and, it, and, and there's a million discussions we could have about this, but um, the way that we have master plan communities, especially like Irvine, the people who planned and built Irvine in the 1960s built Main Street. Hmm. They designed Main Street. So they figured out how to theme areas and make them look a particular way. Um, Irvine Lake, you know, there's that Irvine Community Lake and like all the, 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 the roads around the lake are all circles. Like this is all stuff that came straight from urban planning in Disneyland. Huh. Uh, it's, it, so, and people still associate, even in our own state. I used to live uh, in San Jose when I was younger and you talk to people and they're like, oh, you're, you know, if you go up to the bay or whatever. I don't know yeah. how they don't understand this, and maybe it's just certain people. But they're like, oh, you're from Southern California? So you're from Disneyland. Like, you'd, you'll actually say or be told, you know, oh, so you're from Disneyland? Yeah, or, or in You live by Disneyland. Yeah. Oh, you live in L.A.? That's by Disneyland. Literally. No, I they're mean, not. That, not that, is, that is so true. Um, I've had, or even if they don't say that, I've had people ask me and then they're like, well, where do you live? And you try to explain like the area in Southern California that I live in. And, and then it, it just really becomes, I, I live 20 minutes away from Disneyland. Yeah. Oh, okay. I say something else, but it's the, I say I live in the middle of Palm Springs in LA. That's what I usually tell yeah. people. Cause they kind of Well, I grew understand. up in Corona. So I used to just tell people if you, you drive 20 minutes yeah, that makes from sense. Disneyland, and you're at my house. Um, so, so yeah, no, it's this it's the central figure in how Southern California developed, and Disney World, quite similarly, is this central like focus of how, or like Central Florida was was developed and built. And what's crazy about Disney World is like. Let's say you stay in one of the nicest hotels at Disneyland. And, and I, I, I think to talk to you about this and probably most of our listeners, they un if they haven't been at Disney World, they've been at Disneyland a bunch of times. Right. Um, if you're staying at a hotel at Disneyland, how would you go to Disneyland that day? 
Like, let's say you stay at the Disneyland Hotel. You woke up at 8 in the morning, and you're going to go, you know, at 8.30, you're going to try to ride Space Mountain. How would you do that? How would you get to Disneyland from your Disneyland Hotel? Walk out of it? That's right. So if you stay at a Disney World Hotel, and you want to go to any of the parks, it is very unlikely you're going to walk there. Hmm. You are going to either drive, take one of the buses, or take the monorail, depending on what where you're staying. And we're talking about the most expensive of it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You could be one of the most expensive hotels on Disney World property is literally in the middle of nowhere. It's it, I think it's called Wilderness Lodge. Um hmm. it is like you're going to if you're staying at Wilderness Lodge, you're kind of close to Magic Kingdom. Uh, but you're sort of out on this little like peninsula in the middle of a swamp on your own. So if you want to get up in the morning and go to the Magic Kingdom, you're either going to get on a bus because they have their own bus system or you're going to get in your car and drive to the parking lot and then you're going to have to get on a monorail or a boat and then go to the park. So, so that's, that it's lends it's, you to think like, well, it's a very suburban, why pay for it? It's a very suburban design. Um, Disneyland w- Hotel is like, Oh, you know, it's 500 bucks a night because you're walking right out. That's a great point. There are like, if you go up and down the freeways, oh, that's the other thing. If you're, if you're on Disney world property, they have their own freeways. Like literally you're, I mean, I don't know if they call them freeways, but they're basically freeways. Like expressways. And they're their own. They're not like, they're not the state interstates. They're their own Disney world freeway. That's so crazy. Super weird. And so you could be driving on a Disney world freeway and, Literally, the only thing you can see on the right, on the left, in front of you, and behind you is literally like the woods, which are just woodsy, swampy lands. So, um, so, but yeah, you could stay. You could stay up the main f- f- freeway. F- I don't know, four or five miles from Disney World, and you could be staying in in a Hyatt or a, a Sheraton or a Hilton and have a really nice hotel. And it probably costs like a third of the price. That's what I think you're saying. Yeah. And you totally could. Exactly. And since you have to drive there anyway, it doesn't really matter. No, because trust me, I mean, even, even at Disneyland, if I didn't have a pass, there's no way I'm hanging out at the hotel. Yeah. 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 And so it's, it, I think what's hard to, to communicate and understand if you have only lived in Southern California and you've never been to Disney World is if you stayed at the Disneyland hotel, you're walking into Disneyland in the morning. You could stay at one of the nicest hotels at Disney World and you're going to get up and it's a drive and or a trek to get to a park. It's not necessarily easy. Um, that being said, there's just, there's just it's so... Be amazing though. Yeah. It, one of the coolest things that they have there is on the backside of Epcot, there's a lake. It's a mile and a half um, around and around the entire lake, they have a different showcase for 12 different countries. And the only way to really describe each little showcase is like, they're, they're like little new Orleans squares for each country that are there. Hmm. And in each country, they only sell things from that country. So like for instance, in the, in the German world showcase, they have like a German toy shop in the back and these, like, all the toys in there were handmade in Germany from a German company. Like, even the tags on them are in German. Oh, wow. It was wow. super cool. Yeah. Like, in the Paris one, they had these little street cars you could walk up, and they're, like, making crepes 
and you could just grab a crepe. Like th- that was one of the coolest things about Disney World. Like, like as a as an adult, that's something I enjoy about Disneyland is sort of just being in that environment, that themed environment, mm-hmm. and sort of like experiencing things as they are. Um, I mean, would it be better to be in Paris and get a crepe? Of course. But I'm not in Paris. I'm in Central Florida. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and so they, that was pretty cool. Um, the other thing, I put this on Instagram. The other thing that was amazing was Pandora World. So I've never, I've never seen the movie Avatar. Um, I think I saw it once. Uh, it's pretty crazy at the time. And so I never saw it. Um, I don't care to see it particularly, but... Even now, I mean, if I do, fine, whatever. But I'm not gonna like. I'm not running out to see it. Um, the the amount of detail and theming in that land blew me away. It was awesome, and the ride that they have there, Flight of Passage, is is it pulled from the movie? Is that what that is? I don't th- I don't know because I didn't see the movie. Oh, the, the the ride. It's the it is the best theme park ride I've ever been on. And I'm not really like a theme park junkie. I mean, yeah. I go to Disneyland, but, like, I'm not really, like, way into rides. I actually enjoy just sort of, like, walking through the theme land more than yeah. I do the ride. Um, I'm just curious what Avatar had to do with it. Uh, well, the whole – the land is Avatar. It's like Avatar. Oh, land. okay. Okay. Yeah, it's I like – it's Avatar saying. land. Yeah, yeah. So the ride itself is it, – it's amazing. I don't even know how – it's it's kind of like Soren, but – each person is on their own little flying thing, and it feels like you're flying your own deal through oh, this wow. world. It's yeah, in, that's it's super cool. It's insane. So, um, yeah. so I thought I'm really glad I experienced Disney World. If I had to choose Disney World or Disneyland, I would choose Disneyland. Really? Disneyland is so much more easy to navigate. It's, it's smaller. Um, it's more charming. It's, it's, it's just... It's just better. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Not every, um, the other thing since, since I mean, I, I wanted to introduce you to that a little bit and tell you about that, but the other thing that was really interesting about Disney World is the people. So Disneyland is filled up with people from here. Yeah, mostly. You, you, you don't go there and meet a lot of people who are on their once a year family vacation. Um, Thanks to the uh, payment plan, yeah, <laughs> the past payment plan. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, we're, uh, like if p- most people in Southern California who go to Disneyland have annual passes. Yeah, and you could have a cheap annual pass or you can have an expensive one, but most people have annual passes. Um, people on the East Coast don't have annual passes to Disney World. Generally, they're there for their once a year, once every other year, once every three year family vacation, and. Um, you can't hit all five parks, right? It's in or however many it is. I hit four parks in two days, and walked almost forty miles. How is that even productive? You're not getting the nuance. The 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 you're just getting the what's thrown at you. You're not really digging deep yes, when you have that. That's one hundred percent true. Disneyland is a little bit different, especially if you have a pass. You could seriously you could just out go on that sp- place. Yeah, you can just go spend a ton of time. That's the thing. There's a lot of nuance, right, in these themed worlds. Yeah. Um, and it's cool to sort of explore and, 
and, and interact with that. And so, no, if you're walking 40 miles in two days in four parks, you're not picking up a lot of nuance. You're seeing it. You're experiencing it. We got on a lot. We got on 30 rides. Really? In two days. Yeah. Okay. Don't expect that when you come to Anaheim. No, or Disney World. Most people could do. Most people don't do that. We had kind of a hookup. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it, it was. There you go. That was part of it. <laughs> that was part of it. Um. But um, you had a rock star pass. But uh, that it was interesting to sit and meet. I, I got to sit and talk with a couple people and just like about their lives and what they do and how they like. It's a vacation for them, right? And I know that might sound obvious, but when you go to Disneyland all the time, it's not obvious that people are on vacation. Sometimes they're just on a date. Oh yeah, my wife and I go on dates at Disneyland Getting all the time. Bite to eat. And yeah, like I, if I could plan a perfect date, well, you know, the perfect date, but like I mean, we've done this many times. Like, I'd make a restaurant at a, I'd make a reservation at a nice restaurant at Disneyland. Um, maybe Cafe Orleans, Blue Bayou. Um, if it was breakfast, Carnation on Main Street. I like storytellers uh, myself. Storytellers is nice. Carthay That's Circle awesome. at DCA. That yeah. I haven't done yet. We we did our anniversary there two years ago. It was amazing. It's a little. It was expensive. It's, it's not just a stop in. No, it was amazing though. We loved spend some cash. We loved it. Um, you know, we'd do that. We'd catch. Maybe we'd go on Pirates of the Caribbean. We'd go down to a uh, cafe Orleans and have a great dinner, and then we'd walk around, get some ice cream, and go home. Like that's that's what people like. It's not. It's not. Oh, we're here for seven days and it's our vacation, yeah. right? Yeah. So to meet people and interact with them that way was super interesting. Um, and so, um, so yeah, I, I really like that. But but this is the sort of turn and the the sort of the what did I learn section, which was um, the more I interacted with people that saved up and spent a lot of money to go on vacation to Disneyland and or Disney World and figured out where they were in life, the more I felt like I am not in my life where I should be. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, so so you're a 33-year-old dude. You've got two kids. You own a home in, I mean, probably, like, Columbus, Ohio. I don't know. I'm just making something up. <laughs> the guy I met, he was from North Carolina, one of the guys I met. I forgot what town, though. You know, he's from North Carolina. <clears throat> His wife is a paralegal. He's a... Uh, he's young. He's not retired. He's out of the army. He served eight years in the army, mm. and now he is a history teacher. And yeah. they own a home, and they saved up four grand to go to Disney World for a week. And I'm like, geez, like, what's <laughs> wrong with my life that I can't do that? I mean, yeah, I'm here, but I'm here because other people are paying for me to be here, and I'm here to, you know, to to attend all these meetings and blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And then I, on my, it's free, a mixed business in my free pleasure. time, I'm doing this other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't say like, and so it started like, and that was just the first guy I met on the first night. We just ran into this guy and we started talking. Um, and it, the more people I met like that and I started to meet a lot, the more I realized, like I started feeling like I am a loser. <laughs> just say that. <laughs> I just, I just, I mean, like, there's not really a lot of other words. It's just like, man, what, dude? If you're a loser, what have I'm I screwed? What have I not? But you start having these things like, what have I not figured out that they have? Right? 
Like, and, and, I, and, and, and I'm not looking for an answer from you because I've had to listen to other people's answers for a week now because I keep asking this question to people. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I can give I, you from my perspective, but I don't know if but, I have an actual but answer. But like, have you ever had that where like you go somewhere and you start meeting these people and you're just like, crap, man, like these people have it figured out and I, I don't. I just don't. Yeah. I think it every day. I think it every day. For me, you know, we, I don't feel, first of all, I don't feel the age I am. I do not either, which is a, I always have to remind myself that I'm a lot older than I think I am. Yeah. So when you have it in your head, like, by the time I end up buying a house, I'll be 10 to 15 years behind when other people do. Me too, because I, I don't just, own a home yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't own a home. And it, it starts to weigh on you. But the thing is, is we all are just on our journey, and it's taking us in different places at different times. And you know what? Maybe if you're a teacher and a paralegal in North Carolina, maybe that's uh, financially advantageous as opposed to doing what we do in California. I mean, there might be other circumstances we don't know. It's just real easy to say, like, how come I don't have the, the house and the property and, like, the wife that, you know, whatever, and the kids that are, like, nice little... I mean, you could just fill in the blank with whatever you think life should be. And yeah. it's just not going to be that. And I bet you that dude makes his wife so mad. So mad sometimes, and well, like, what, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, just he might think the same thing about you. Like, man, he has a business. Like, he belongs to a place where he gets to like go to Florida for work. What the heck, man? I'm just a teacher. I get to go to the capital of the state because the <laughs> Department of Ed is there. You know what I mean? So it could be. You just never know. I mean, that doesn't take away from what how you feel and your perspective, because I feel the same thing every day. That's why I'm trying to meet these different goals, because I'm trying to, you know, really, I'm trying to really act as if I am alone. And most of the time I am, but I do have parents that are fairly close, which won't always be the case, like, you know. Close, like in proximity? Proximity. If I need something, I have at least one parent that's close enough that I can give a shout and say what's up and hey can you help me out real quick i got this thing and i need some extra you know assistance or whatever that's not going to be there forever like pretty soon i actually will just be alone yeah um and that's a weird feeling and you're like man shouldn't i have a wife and kids and shouldn't i this and you know should i should i should i yeah i've been i've been trying to really focus on um this idea that like happiness is not external it's internal and so um because i because one of the other things this makes me do is it makes me contemplate a life change a career change a location change so i'm like oh man if if i could make the money i'm making now which isn't terrible but it's not good either um if i could make the money i'm making now and we could move to like i don't know anywhere but here um there's there's a lot of you know like houston or um there's different reasons why i'm in houston um 
if we went to the East Coast, um, and right. we could just and like we could buy a house, like or maybe we could go to the Midwest, but maybe we'll find somewhere cool in the Midwest to go to. Do you know in Boise you can get two acres and no, the same Idaho. house? I'm not going to Idaho. <laughs> but I'm it's so, like I'm so sick of like ex Californians going to Idaho and telling everyone why it's the promised land. It's been land. a thing for like thirty years. I'm, too, I'm just out. But, um, but it's just the idea that oh man, if I could make if I can make 30 bucks an hour in South Dakota, man, you could buy a ranch with that. And it's like, well, yeah. try making 30 bucks in South Dakota. I bet you it's really hard to do. Yeah, I have, or a, whatever, friend, I have a friend who we, we were talking, this was a while ago, this was a couple months ago, but um, we were talking about how we both, like every so often, every couple years, maybe even every couple months, we contemplate like a career change. And like our biggest fear, and this is so true of me, my biggest fear is that I would change because I like my job, I like my career overall. I I'm not in a spot in my career where I really have the ability to make much more money than I'm making. Um, yeah, which yeah. is true, and also really isn't true. It's just I have to do something different to make more money. If that makes sense, like I'd have to, not I'd have to like figure out a way to climb the ladder somewhere, and like, and and that's true in any job, but like. Both of us were talking about how our biggest fear is if we were to like take our family and have a location and career change, that our biggest fear is in three years, we're going to feel exactly how we feel right now. Right. Which right. is, I changed my career. I'm doing something different. I'm in a new place. I have this thing now that I like that I wanted a home. So now I own a home. I don't just rent a home. And like, and you're like, uh, I still feel the exact way I felt three years ago. Because it, cause it turns into a grind. And that's not even to, to put, like, negative connotations attached to the word. It just is your Monday through Friday, especially people like us. We get up, we go to work, you go to the gym, go to fill in the blank, go see what the wife and kids are. I mean, it just turns into life. Yeah, no, exactly, which is, which is, why, which is why traveling, which... We, I think we both enjoy. Um, it, you have to be really careful because, for instance, I mean, Disney World's a great example. Going to Disney World for a week is not the same as living in Orlando for years. No, it's not. Right? Or working for Disney. Or yeah, or yeah. How about that? I mean, that you could be a you're real just nightmare. Go to Disneyland every day. That could like be. A, <laughs> you could. You'll either love that or hate that. Um, or like you know, stu like even I studied abroad in college. You know, studying abroad in London, it, it's kind of close to living there, but like you're not really responsible for anything, and all your money is everything's paid for already. Like, it's not the same as living there, and so right. like it's really tempting to get on an airplane and go somewhere. And, and be really, like, tempted to think that your vacation would be your life if you would just move there. Right. And, and God, I would never move to Florida, but, like, <laughs> but. No. It, it just, but still, like, they can it's do really, they do it's really easy to think, like, oh, man, if I could just go on vacation and get up and go swimming in the morning and do a little more vacation and go swimming in the afternoon, like, man, my life would be easy. And you're like, holy crap, are you telling me that if you lived your life on vacation, your life would be easy? <laughs> oh, duh. <laughs> like, how, it, how eye opening. Yeah, how, what a, what an, what a really insightful thing to say. <laughs> um, so I think, I just think that it's really tempting to do that. And for me, it's more like, I think for me, it was more about 
meeting a lot of people in airports and in in hotels and talking to them and discussing where they are in life and sort of reflecting on my own life and thinking like, man, like why am I not that far ahead? Yeah. You know, why can't, like, why am I not sitting here going like, oh man, I mean, one, one lady said to me on an airplane, um, she, she was talking about taxes and the tax war that our president has created and she was saying, man, I just hope that he, I hope that the taxes in Europe don't get screwed because uh, I really like my Mercedes. And I'm just like, man, like, I don't live in that world. Wow. I don't live in a world where I'm sitting here going like, man, I just, I don't want him to screw with my, my next, you know, S500. Right. I, I just, and, and I'm, but I'm also sitting here going like, man, what, what would I have to do to get to that world? And how come I can't figure out in my head how to get there? Right. Does that make sense? And so like. No, I'm totally there. And so, and so, like, I just, I feel like, I feel like I really have to focus on internal happiness and focus on what's really important in life. Because if, you, if I'm constantly comparing myself to others and where I'm not, like, you can become unhappy really fast. Yeah. You can have six figures, a home, cars, a pool. And just be a miserable person. Yeah. And yeah, just be like, right. I need more. I need more. I need more. And like, you're just like, well, like, you know, you've got a family. You've got, I've got cars that are paid off. I've got a family. I've got two kids. Um, I've got a job. I've got a great wife. Like at some point you're like, uh, why can't this just be your home? Yeah. Why can't you just be like really cool with where you are? Yeah. And it's like, but I can't go on vacation whenever I want. I don't have a Mercedes and I don't own a home. And like, it just, but you, you live just, in a vacation place. That's what's interesting about the whole thing. It's like, that's we difficult live, actually. I think like as I'm growing up, I think living in a vacation destination is hard because like you don't understand how good it is. Yeah. It's just normal. Exactly. For, it's just normal for you. You just decide one day to go to Palm Springs. Yeah. Because you, you want to go have dinner and a hike in the desert. Or you can even go and stay in a little cool hotel for the weekend in Palm Springs. And, yeah. it won't, and like you pick a season when it's not expensive and go swim in a great pool and enjoy a golf in the morning and call it a day, right? Like you don't People have People from to. around the world go to Palm Springs. Yeah, totally. And it's totally bizarre to me. <laughs> and I'm a desert person. You know, but I was thinking that same thing. I just last weekend and I and I would like to do I I put a post about it on our Instagram. I I went and saw some um, children's community theater. Oh, yeah, I saw that, which was awesome. Cool. And, and was this in Minnesota? No, it this here. Yeah, this was California. Okay. Uh, friends of mine. Family friends of mine in the desert, in the desert. That's right. So okay. sorry. Uh, so my hometown which is next to Joshua Tree, like Joshua Tree's become like a thing. Oh, it's Jay like a Tree, celebrity. It's such a like hipster, right? Celebrity place to be, and it has been for a while. But it's even more. It's sort of like Yosemite. It's like one of those places that like everyone feels like they have to flock to now. Right, right. So it's, it's one of like Joshua Tree is only eighty miles from here, which for yeah, some, it's pretty close. It's actually not that far. It's a little more than you it's could about an hour. I was gonna say it's probably an hour away. Uh, there's there's that. You can go to Big Bear. People know Big Bear. Yeah. I think we they might just actually know do it. a cabin for our anniversary in Big Bear. For yeah. Like a weekend. You can just do that. 
Yeah, totally. Other people have to go there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's totally <laughs> you know true. I mean? Yeah. So I, I think there is, and I was thinking about this when I was in Minneapolis. I see why people live there. I totally see in, why people... In Minneapolis? Sure. Uh-huh. But it just has zero appeal to me, personally. But I see why people are there. Yeah. It's not lame at all. It's popping all the time. They got cool stuff going on, good restaurants. Like, there's a reason to be there. But, you know, I went to, um, I went to the Greek cathedral when I was there, and it's right by this lake, which, of course, it's in Minneapolis. And you see people out running, walking their dogs, you know. Just doing pe- their thing. Doing their thing. Church is right by this. And I met people who were world travelers. I met a guy who was like, yeah, I was in Greek for th- Greece for three weeks, visiting family, and we were right on the water. Yeah. And he came back to Minnesota. There was no talk of moving to Greece. It was just, I went to Greece, that, loved it, yes. and then I came home. So I think this is a problem with Californians. Yeah. Is like, we're brats, dude. We, I think that's what it is. We're brats, but like we always are like, we don't understand that like, and maybe because so much of us are like transplants, like even the, like our kids are transplants, like... We don't understand that people just live places and that's okay. And they're not constantly trying to like find the next best thing. Right. Like it's just like, oh no, this is where we live. And it's no big deal. And we go on vacation. That, yes. Okay. So that's like what you were saying. Like because we can just go to Big Bear or go to J Tree or go to Yosemite or go to Mammoth or the ocean or whatever, right? We can drive to the bay in six hours. We don't have to save six months to a year's worth of money to go on vacation. We can just go to Big Bear for the weekend. I think this is what you're trying to say, but the light bulb just switched on. For it me. is. That's exactly what I'm saying. Because this is what this was my revelation in Orlando too, which is we are constantly on vacation. Mm-hmm. Like if, if we don't go, like we can just go to Big Bear for the day. Uh, we can just go to the ocean for the day. Like people don't live their life that way. No. They save they up a lot of money and they, they put their hours in and then they take vacation time and they go spend a week there. Right. And like because we are constantly like, oh, I've got to get out and go do something. I've got to get out and go do the next whatever. I've got to go to the beach. I've got to go to the mountains. I've got to go take a weekend in the desert and get on boats and go wakeboarding, whatever. Like we're constantly on vacation. Yeah. Constantly. And I think that like totally screws with your mind. I it think it does. jacks you up. It jacks me up because I'm, I like, I constantly am thinking about like, okay, I, I, what, what are we doing next? What are we doing now? I got to go do, like, it doesn't stop. Yeah. And that, and that same, and this is what I've noticed too, that same perspective, it is irrelevant whether you came from a small town or a big city, you have to get out. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I I was up I was up near Joshua Tree last weekend, and we were I forgot what the conversation was after the uh, after the musical, but it was I was reflecting on the time I had spent Fourth Fourth of July up there, and me and my friend went bowling with her two kids just to do a couple rounds real quick to kill some time before we had to get to where we needed to be and. There was a girl from junior high school working at the bowling alley. 
Like and, she went to junior high school with you or Right. Okay, not she was like a 14-year-old junior high schooler. No, no. <laughs> Sorry. Which probably wouldn't be weird in a small town anyways. You're just going to have your family work at your business. Of course. Or yeah, that's why but I was asking. No, 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 no. This was actually someone my age who went to junior high with you. And at first thought you'd be like, "Wow, they work at the bowling alley. Like what a loser or whatever." Like just real quick to be sure. Higher. Yeah, I, yeah. You got to make sure right. that I, you, I, I got to make sure that I know that I'm better than her. Right. Right. I have to remind myself that I'm not a loser who got stuck here. Stuck they in the are, desert. Yeah, they are, and I, I just need to remind myself that I'm better than her. Yeah. That I, yeah, people. Which, I think we do that all the time. Which the reality is, I do that no, all the time. A, I think most people do. Yeah, and that's unfair because that person is married with a family. It's a family business. So they're not dependent on the man. Yeah, they have their their business owners. Sure. Yeah, they own the, they own the bowling alley. Yeah, which and somebody's got to run makes it. Money. And they're running it. Yeah, you run it's your their, own business. It's their business. Totally and makes sense. You you that realize that doesn't make you a loser at all. No, as a matter of fact, you're probably really successful. Yeah. How many bowling alleys are in a small desert town? Probably probably one. one. Probably that one. <laughs> So everything you do is your market. And, yeah. and it's a place where people go to now. Yeah. So there's nothing loser about it. this. Is, just be content. And people say this about where we live now. And a friend of mine gave me a post, uh, and I don't know where it came from, but it was basically like an LA, an LA 4 is a Riverside 9 or something like that. Sure, I get it. <laughs> but it's like, you know what? I mean, you got to learn to laugh at, at the stereotypes because there's some, maybe some level, but I like where we live. And I, when I think about leaving, you know what keeps me away is, one, interviewing for a new job. That, yeah, yeah. Applying, less money. applying and interviewing for jobs, just no thank you. It's so nerve-wracking. Yeah, no thanks. It's um, just awful. Reestablishing myself socially. Finding a new community. Yeah, because my family community isn't always like other family communities. So I need to, maybe that was worded wrong, but what I look for, I, I don't know. I would find it somewhere else, but I don't think I want it somewhere else. Yeah, like, I mean, that's true. I get I that. I like what I got going the, on here. The only thing that makes me want to leave Southern California is traffic and housing prices. Those are that's both it. legitimate problems. Th th those, are, those are the two things that literally, like, can keep me up at night, like, out of frustration. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, congratulations. You're in... You're in a place where everyone else wants to be. You're in Orlando. Yeah. Well, you're in Orlando now because it's, like, this amazing vacation place, and you have a home... And you do have your wife and maybe less traffic, but, oh, now you're alone. Yeah, I mean, there's I mean, that, there's right? We things. have all of my friends are here. My parents and my in-laws are here. Um, our church community is here, which means a lot to us. And we so have a show. We, Eric's here. Yeah. Start Today podcast is here. <laughs> um, and you can't do that over the phone so or remotely. So that, no, no, people that do sounds awful usually um so yeah so i mean those things are all really important to us and that's why we stay here um if i was alone and had no church community and no family would i stay in southern california i don't know maybe 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 being single i would just 
move in with a bunch of people and have cheap rent and live where I wanted to live, which would be like on the beach. But, um, but I think, I think that, um, those, those things are important. And that's why, like, I mean, that's why when I say like happiness needs to be internal, happiness needs to start with like, like who you are and it needs to start with like, I mean, for me, it needs to start with the church and with God and like understanding like who I am in relationship to the church and to God. And then it needs to be found in like being the right person for my family and everything else, everything else doesn't matter. Like at some point, like everything else just doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and it's hard for me to do that for real. It's very hard for me to do that because it's tempting to want more. Yeah, it is. I think it, I seriously think about it every day. But it's like on a on a different kind of scale. It's like, yeah. well, I can buy a house in this city that I don't really like at all, or I can buy a condo in a city I do like, but it's a, you know, it's just it's always this thing of just not wanting to accept that I'm not where I'm at. I'm trying to, I mean, not wanting to accept contentment, always trying to get ahead more, get ahead more, get ahead more. And, and it's not a bad thing, but it is frustrating not feeling content, even if I should be. Yeah. It's so frustrating. For sure. And that's, that's the internal struggle. Yeah. And how many people in Minneapolis are like, God, I got to get away from this place. I so mean, they just yeah. go to Chicago instead, which is almost the same the same. Thing. I, Chicago's or, a great city. Don't dog on Chicago. Just kidding. I'm not dogging <laughs> on it, um, but no, you're just like, me, oh, I got to pay rent in Chicago now too. I mean, well, for me, I wouldn't want to live in the cold. I, I mean, I, sometimes it sounds really glamorous when you're in Southern California to go live in the snow in the wintertime. It sounds like, oh, we want four seasons and like it's, it's yeah. always sunny here. And then like, and I'll tell you, I was at, our I never think f- I was at our friend's house a couple years ago and, in Eastern Washington. Um, and it snowed for, we were there for about six days. It snowed five days straight. And by the First day, it was amazing. You're like, oh, my gosh, it's (laughs) snowing. And there was like, there was a little snow on the ground, but like there wasn't a lot when we got there. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. We're watching it snow and we're dancing in the snow. And like we woke up on a Sunday morning and there was like maybe two or three inches of snow on the ground and we drove to church. And, um, you know, we come out of church and it's snowing more. And now there's probably like four to five inches of snow on the ground. and, and 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 then that day we did... We, we went and did a bunch of like touring the area and um, by the next day helping uh, hel- helping our friend I mean I don't know that I I, I don't think DJ would care to say his name <laughs> helping DJ <laughs> dig out his driveway you mean that one guy that, that one guy helping helping DJ dig out his driveway a couple two days in a row I, I'm like this sucks right it is you're freaking frozen and it's cold and (laughs) it stings and like i mean it doesn't snow a ton there it just happened to snow a ton the week we were there yeah but like i can't imagine doing that for four or five months straight i can't imagine it 
just being that cold for four or five months. Scraping your windshield. It's just, I can't imagine it. Like, honestly, it's like, awful. I can't. So, is it fun to go up to the mountains and go snowboarding for two days? Yeah, it's great. But I want to be in the snow. I don't know that I could do it. See, but people might say that, that on reverse to us. We've been in a, a nasty heat wave for like two or three weeks now. Yeah, it's been 100 degrees for t- three weeks. And it's terrible. And it's only getting worse next week. Yeah, and, and it sucks hard. for us, too. And it's hard. It is hard. Um, you don't sleep as well. Like, there's all kinds of things. That's the hard things. part. You don't sleep as well. Yeah. But you know what? You don't have to shovel sunshine. No, you don't. You just have to... St- I mean... You just have to get away from it. We're <laughs> sitting inside in a nice air-conditioned room right now. Yeah. Is it hot as heck outside? Yeah, but we're making it. And I think that's their perspective, too. Yeah. You just kind of make it. You just do it. Yeah, so... You just work through it. No, it's cool. I, I'm just... Uh, I'm just still, like, challenging myself to... to be content with where I'm at yeah. and to be thankful for what I have and to just be there and not anywhere else. Right. That That's like my challenge. I think that is a good challenge to extend out to yeah. the listeners. Too. Oh no, I think, I think that's like, that is our challenge in life. Yeah. Is to, is to be thankful and content where we are. Which I am. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm very thankful for where I, what I have and where I'm at. And My struggle, to be honest, oftentimes is idealistic more than anything else. Absolutely. So that's, it doesn't matter where I work. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who my boss is. I'm always bringing myself with me. For better or for worse, that's just, you can't there mo- you are. You can't move away from yourself. Yeah. So where I'm strong... I'm strong and I'm killing it and I'm really quick to let other people know or at least think in my brain, you, you're definitely not killing it because I'm doing whatever I'm doing and I'm succeeding. Mm-hmm. Oh, but like my flaws, uh, don't worry. Don't, we're not going to address that, right? Like yeah. it's always that kind of thing. That doesn't go away. No matter where I work, just statistically speaking, not everyone's going to pull weight. I'm going to be frustrated at work. Work is a frustrating... Just the, the concept of it is frustrating mm-hmm. oftentimes. Yeah. Like in Minneapolis, no offense to you people in Minneapolis because I had a great time in Minneapolis, but you guys do not care for customers. You guys are incredibly <laughs> rude to Minneapolis customer, doesn't customers. care about customers. And I was talking to my sister about it, and it was just like, well... I don't know. It's like, I forgot what she said. It's something with just kind of the local culture. And even when I was in Duluth, I was getting a drink and they have weird bar alcohol serving laws there. So they do in the state of Washington too, by the way. Yeah. So this one bar had to be cut in half and they just put a counter at the end. Cause like you can't have a bar over a certain length or something. No, like you can't serve one part was permitted for the beer and then the other side had an actual bar but it was in the same place but they had to divide it that's ridiculous like it's like that kind of weird stuff but i got my drink from the girl the bartender Uh and it was awesome and then when i came back and it was like a pretty it was a happening place and we're having a great time but when i came back for a second drink Mm -hmm. you know like an hour later or half hour later like yeah She's like, oh, it got really slammed, so don't expect the same quality. Like, she actually told me that. And I was like, what? 
At least she was forthright. She was forthright. <laughs> she was forthright in exposing their culture to me, which was, oh, yeah, you're going to get mediocre service when we're busy. And it, and it was like a total flip of what I'm used to, the, the flip being... That's a strange thing to tell a customer. <laughs> it is a strange thing. And I didn't mind because she um, didn't charge me for the, for the top shelf in the drink that I ordered That's the something. first time. Uh-huh. So it did level out. But to say, like, it's supposed to be busy, and you're supposed to stay busy because the reputation is you're going to get good service and a good quality. That's no, the whole point. Up there, at least as far as I could tell and what, you know, what I observed was, no, the busier it is, the worse service you're going to get. That's, like, it, it's beyond, it, it, I don't know if it's a California way of thinking. Like, you better be nice. That's a weird thing to do. Right, that's yeah. a weird way to, to think about customer service in the restaurant industry. Yeah. And I went and got coffee from, I think it was a place. There's a couple coffee spots in Minneapolis and in Minnesota altogether. There's mm-hmm. a place called Caribou. Um, oh, Caribou is like their Starbucks, right? Yeah. I've gotten in the airport before. But I, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. that makes so much sense. Hold on. Oh, my gosh. I just had this <laughs> revelation. Okay. So last year... I don't remember what we were doing. I don't know. Aaron and I were back. We traveled a lot last year. So we're in, we're in MSP. We're in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Um, and we go to Caribou Coffee, right? And I, um, and I asked for, I got an iced caramel latte. And um, I don't like my coffee really sweet. But if I'm getting a latte, and I don't, I don't drink whole milk. I drink almond milk. So like... Sometimes I like just a, a dash of sweetener. So I said, I said, um, oh my gosh, this is insane. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh my God. So I asked her, I said, can I have a caramel latte, but can you just put like a tiny bit of caramel in it and then like almond milk, please? And she like looked at me straight in the eye and she goes, can you change your order? That's really confusing. Like <laughs> rudely though, rudely. And I, I literally like, my wife had to pull me. I'm like, are you freaking serious? Like right. I yelled back at her. I'm like, what's wrong with you? That I ordered co- that culture. I've, I've ordered coffee in tons of different cities. And most of the time I just drink black coffee, but it was like probably an afternoon or I'd been traveling and I just wanted something sweet. And so I'm like, I want a latte, but I just want a little bit of something sweet in it. That's not really that hard. Like just put a little bit of caramel in it or a little bit of vanilla or whatever. Right. Um, and she literally stopped me and just said, that's confusing. You're going to have to change your order. Yeah. And staring me straight in the eye. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? Like what? Who does that? Yeah, I cannot believe that that just clicked for me. Oh my god! They gosh. do that in Minnesota. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, and, oh. and another time we go to a coffee shop, and it's like these small, like kind of, they're very slight. It's slight, crappy <laughs> situations yes. surrounded by a bunch of cool stuff. Like I went to a ping, uh, a pinball. Place. Not a peen ball place. Yes, but I almost said ping like <laughs> like the golfing. A peen um, ball place. No, like it, it was a, a pinball place that served a bunch of local craft brews. Like I've I haven't been to an arcade in twenty five years. Sure. And they have a pinball like, arcade. Here's, here's an arcade that's really cool and it's a bar too. Yeah, it's that super cool. Nice. But right before that, I got like the worst service at this coffee shop. 
And they really act like you're inconveniencing them. Yes, that's how she acted. Yeah. Totally inconvenienced by like the fact that I just wanted a little bit of something sweet in my latte. Right. That was uh, that was a complete inconvenience. Yeah. That so, is so insane that I just experienced normal Minnesota customer service. It just seems to be how it is. That is crazy. Uh, yeah. That blows because I always thought that that girl was just having a bad day. And my wife was like really had to hold me back because I like I wanted to like well it's I wanted to go yeah I mean I wanted to talk to her manager I was like I need to talk to your manager this is insane and my wife was like just get your drink and let's go and I'm like literally I was like yelling it's like why would you pay for something you don't want to eat or drink or whatever like I didn't want this I didn't want your whatever I wanted my whatever that's so crazy yeah go Minnesota so I I think. The more we're talking about it, just the more I appreciate being where I'm at. Because even if it's a fake plastic smile at Disneyland, they're not going to be rude Most to people you. are pretty stoked to be working at Disneyland. They, like, want to work there. They might yeah. not love the way that they get paid, but a lot of people who work at Disneyland, like, really love Disney and Disney culture, and I don't want to spend any more time talking about Disney because I like Disney, but probably <laughs> not as much as people think after listening to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do like I do like and appreciate Disney for uh, what it is and what it does in the theme park world, and even in the urban planning scape world. I just I don't need that much Disney as much as you think. But yeah, yeah. So, so what, anyway, what if if you had to to throw some things out at um, at our listeners? Because what we try to do here, you know, a lot of the the reason we do the podcast is for our for our own personal sure. development. Which is why which is why to answer your question, what do I want to throw out? I'm cutting Hopefully you off. people are still listening. Yeah, hope, <laughs> hopefully they are. Um, for the two people that are still listening though, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this. And this isn't really for anyone. This is really about me. Um, my my lesson from my last two weeks, which is has been in you know, in in traveling a bit is to is to be content where I am be thankful to God for my family and to try to be the best I can be for them and not be so self-focused um, and only care about external things that won't make me happy anyway yeah that's my lesson and that lesson is for me and if that lesson is for anyone else to congratulations you're in the same spot I am. Yeah. But, um, Hopefully so. That's the thing I'm trying to focus on. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I'm doing my best to use the the feeling like a loser and propel me forward with it instead of like... As a motivator. Yeah, yeah. Because I know I'm not a loser, first of all. Sure. Um, no, you're a total loser, man. I may feel like it, <laughs> but perception versus reality... Now, uh, all day you can you can hold me side by side by other people at my age, or maybe even pe- my own friends, my own circle of friends. But it does take a little bit of ambition to say, you know what, I'm a, I want to start a podcast, and I want to, you know, I can't do it alone. You have to admit, you can't do it alone. I need yeah. a I need someone need good, friends. and you I need, need people a friend to, know to how do it. Yeah, and it takes ambition to people. go to the gym. You've been going to the gym a lot. Yeah, there's. I'm not a loser, no matter what I feel, and I think that's you're, the thing. You're gainfully employed, very much so. Yeah. I mean, in in the world we live in, you have a full time, stable job. 
I would love to make money with upward mobility options. Yeah. There's no, it's good. It's solid. Yeah. You, you know, have, and you a, have a solid job. When I talk about the benefits, I just had surgery. Like other people don't, I, and I don't know why, but other people don't have that level of convenience. Like I no. just went to the doctor and he said, oh yeah, you do have a problem. Let's book your surgery. Yeah. And I did it. And you did it. I mean, that is some, that is some serious world-class like first world stuff. Yeah. And I'm not going to hate on myself for it. I'm just going to appreciate it. Yeah. And be thankful for I'm it. I'm not going to be mad that someone in the Philippines doesn't have the same thing. I'm not in the Philippines. I'm, I'm just where I'm at living the, the best I can. And I think that's the point. One day I will have my own house. Yeah. Blah, me, blah, and blah. Whatever. Yeah. No, totally. And one day I will this and one day I will that. Cool. But I feel you. So I think we should, just like this, the last episode, I think it's good to visit these other places but have a level of uh, contentment and gratitude. And if you just legitimately are a loser and that's, <laughs> and that's the conclusion you came to, that's actually a huge step. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's real life. To improvement. Yeah. If you think you're amazing and you really are just a loser. That's not good. That's not good. But if no. you're like, oh, wow, like, I am 30 and I've never had a job. I probably actually should work on this. <laughs> I should go get a job. Yeah. It's time to apply to some, some McDonald's some and get some experience under my belt. Unfortunately, that's what you might have to do, but that's how it goes. You gotta, maybe We've all done up. that. Maybe you can get some management experience after yeah. a couple of years. And trust me, if you own a McDonald's, you're making even just money. one, Bank. you're a millionaire. Yeah. Just one McDonald's. So, you know. Yeah. Strive for things, but be okay with the journey. I think to me that's more the thing. It's like, oh, I'm not ripped yet. I like that. I'm not. It's always know. about the journey. Yeah. The, the destination is never the goal. The journey is like. Because the destination constantly changes. Exactly. Once you reach, achieve new, and then once you get ones. to the destination, you're like, okay, now what? I need another journey. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, for real. So, um, so yeah, is that it? Yeah, because I think we're we're probably lingering at We're this way point. Over, yeah. So what should the two people left listening to us do? Uh, I think they should go to our social media. Start Today podcast. They should do that. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Like yeah. us. Comment. Like our photos. Have a look at Eric's passport picture that we'll post. Um, yeah. Actually, they should also subscribe to us on iTunes and uh, give us a five, a high five and a five star. High five. Write something cool about us. Eric's wearing a Timbers shirt. So yeah. if you like the Timbers, you can be like, Eric's cool because he likes the Timbers. Um, YouTube. YouTube. We, start checking out YouTube. We're going we're gonna to do some stuff with YouTube. We yeah. have been a little complacent on, on these things because it's hard work and it's a little bit outside of both of our main comfort zones. But check that out. Check out YouTube yeah. soon. Also check out Start Today uh, podcast on the letsgocast.com website. That's letsgocast.com. Click on start today. You'll see all of our episodes, and yep. one day you'll find more stuff there. So uh, Yeah, we're going to keep this moving. Yeah, so thanks for checking us out. We'll see you next time. Yeah, thanks. Love you guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.